0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Welcome back for part two of two on the value of knowing yourself. Last week we opened up the podcast entitled Know Thyself. Uh, Talked a little bit about St. Augustine there. But if you missed that episode, I encourage you to hit pause on this one. Jump back to last week and check that out before coming back here. That'll help give you a little bit of
1: context. Little context is right. Well, truly, God has made all of us different. Part of the beauty... Is seeking to uncover the mysterious and yet wonderful way that God has made made each and every one of us now this is a lifelong journey of discovery and in my in my opinion it's akin to gold mining right we all have this unique opportunity to dig below the surface of our one and only life and find out a little bit more about who God made us to be so that we can be the most useful servant in his hands
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last week, again, like I said, we, we talked about know thyself and a phrase that Saint Augustine or Augustine, as Josh would say, uh, you're probably as, as right. He quoted there. Um, but one important takeaway from his life uh, was his encouragement to understand oneself, both physically and emotionally. He he. That's why he famously admonished, you know, know thyself. And so last week, Josh, he, he told us about this helpful tool that many have used in their discovery of who God made them to be. And we kind of broke down uh, the acrostic SHAPE, S-H-A-P-E. So Josh, can you quickly remind us of what each letter stands for?
1: Absolutely. SHAPE for ministry is a wonderful self-discovery tool that stands for spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, in experiences. As we stated last time, there's great value in knowing yourself. And one important reason, however, to know yourself is so that you can help others to know themselves.
0: Gotcha. And so what you're saying and kind of where we're going, I guess, is that the first step in helping others know themselves really is that you have to know yourself first, right?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do think that. And I think it's I think that having an understanding of the simple and yet powerful tool of shape for ministry could go, uh, could go a long way, right? And could, and could come through you going through that simple exercise yourself. I would say that it's hard to be a leader in a sense. If you yourself haven't haven't gone there, so I think mm-hmm. the best way to lead someone else on a journey is to have taken that very journey yourself. Absolutely. Uh, in addition, I can't think of too many things that I that I would want my volunteers to do that I myself would not be willing to personally do. Quite honestly, I think an easy way to encourage your leaders on a path toward deeper self-discovery is to share the results of your self-discovery. In other words, to walk them through what you discovered through this shape process. I, I far more like, I really want, um, people to go on this journey up this large mountain. And if, if, if my guide has been there and they can share how really beautiful it is, I think that's a, that that's, that's, that goes a long way, Jeff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh, before we, we dive in, we'll do one more little, uh, moment of review but would you would you walk us through the acronym of shape and what what each of the those letters mean uh, as we head into yeah. today's episode
1: yeah we'll go we'll, we'll do this very briefly s stands for spiritual gifts do you know what your spiritual gifts are h stands for heart what are your passions what gets you personally fired up a stands for abilities as discussed last time there's a difference between spiritual gifts and abilities P stands for personality. Simply put, are you an extrovert or are you an introvert? And E is for experiences. Any and every experience can be leveraged for God and for his kingdom.
0: Mm -hmm. Got it. S-H-A-P-E. Love it. Again, listeners have probably heard it a thousand times by now. But what what would you say are the importance of knowing these specific things about yourself?
1: Yeah. So Ephesians 2.10, one of my all-time favorite verses, it says this, you... Are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that He prepared beforehand, that you should walk in them. Now think about that. That word masterpiece could also be translated craftsmanship. So you and I are a one-of-a-kind work of art, right? Those works of art are, those works of art are, however, not to be statically collected in a dusty back room of an art gallery. He has prepared us as this one-off work of art, right, to do good works. So it is as if he has, has preset, in a sense, the conditions for you to be you. He has preset the conditions for me to be me. Why? So that I can carry out that one particular good work that he has prepared and ordained for me or for you to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And th- this is so good. I, I mentioned this on the last episode. Just that's the it's the beauty of the gospel. It's the beauty of being created yes. in the image of God. And I just it blows me away every time I think of it. That you know we were created by God. Like sometimes sometimes yes. we almost forget that. Like and we have a calling and, and work to do from God Himself. And and it's just cool that He used us and, and or He made us. To be this exact tool, kinda of form fit yes. in his hand to to do a specific thing. Like God has created us for a specific work and that's it's powerful when you when you take the time to remember that who you are was so intentional not, by it, God. It's so
1: intentional, not by accident at all. It's very powerful, Jeff, and it kind of can can get me emotional, right? And so all the more reason to seek to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. If you know who you are, then you can unleash yourself toward the right opportunities in the kingdom. We should engage in opportunities that are in keeping with who you are and not according to who you are not. Listen, if I'm a circle, there's no use trying to fit into a square space. I'm serious. Also. After you know your shape for ministry, then you can unleash yourself for those opportunities in the kingdom, hopefully right opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I can lead in with this question, but I just want to address, like this doesn't mean that we have to stop all ministry until we know who we were created to be exactly to a <laughs> T yeah. Black and white, we completely understand it, right? Like, I don't even know that that's possible,
1: but... Well, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that, right? Because I think the process of understanding who we are actually happens while we're serving. In other words, um, we find out as much about who we are as we find out who we're not as we explore different areas and avenues of serving, right? So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, which comes first. Is it? I think it's the same for our shape and ministry. Which comes first, understanding... Your purpose in the world or understanding our unique makeup, which influences which, right? However, I think that both are feeding and understanding of the other. So it's really, really, really hard to learn to swim, Jeff, from a textbook. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, No. That, that's a good analogy right there. Could you, could you share a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So in the 1900s, the Red Cross came across this amazing and startling discovery. They found... That people had a far greater success rate when it came to learning to swim while they were in the water. Novel concept, right? <laughs> so yeah. prior to this, I'm, I'm not kidding. I have pictures of this. The 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 Red Cross taught swimming lessons through quote land drills. Literally, the pictures are that hilarious. People sitting on like on these little yeah people like putting their bellies on on these stools, and they had classrooms of these people. They were teaching them how to swim. Hello, my point is this: you don't. Do you want to find out who God made you to be? Jump in. Start serving. There is a free trial, right? There's a little trial and error process that we're going to go through that's not only good people. It is a part of the process, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And you actually kind of answered my next question already, but I'll ask it anyway. Why does self-awareness alone, like getting that understanding, not cut it?
1: Yeah, I think sitting in a quiet room and navel-gazing, Jeff, is not enough. <laughs>
0: That's fair. Could you talk a little more about that?
1: Yeah, navel-gazing, right? The definition of navel-gazing is self-indulgent or excessive contemplation of oneself or a single issue at the expense of a wider view. So, as mm-hmm. I said, sitting in a quiet room, nasal-gazing Navel gazing is not enough. Self-awareness comes through experience, not only personal pontification. Listen to me, reading books, even reading the scriptures will not provide you the same integrated learning that real-time service provides.
0: That's a, that's a very true that's a that's a good note for all of us who are listening today but i want to turn a corner quickly i know we we ended our previous podcast by sharing what saint augustine said know thyself and it reminded us here uh that there's great value in knowing yourself and who god created you to be but you also opened our podcast today by saying uh that one important reason to know thyself is so that you can help others know themselves so i'd love to kind of talk more about that as we head into this episode
1: Absolutely, 100%. I would say, Jeff, that the best way that you can lead others is to take them where you've already been or you've already gone. So it's basically, dude, I have the most epic view to show you. Come with me. I guarantee you won't regret it. Um, We have have to go there ourselves, in my opinion, to be an effective guide. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Could you maybe help us just see how... This can be valuable to us as leaders and volunteers?
1: Yeah. so the key first is to know yourself, right And you are, you are now in a greater uh, like a greater space for helping others to truly know themselves and truly lead volunteers. So one of the main factors in the in, in, in volunteer retention is being in an area of true gifting, right? Folks, <laughs> if your people don't know who they are, in the Lord and they don't know what masterpiece they have been uniquely created to be, not only are they missing out, uh, your leaders might actually want to opt out. Does that make sense?
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, but maybe a little more practically too, how, how does this help you lead better, like both for you and your team?
1: Yeah, for me, shape is the single best tool for someone to discover who they were created to be as a leader I am truly a guide, right? I want to lead, truly lead people on a journey to uncover their unique purpose and the the plan, the secret, special plan of God in their life, right? The SHAPE framework just gives me a solid starting place to have that discussion about who they were made to be. As a pastor, it it, it used to be extremely hard when someone would ask, what is God's will for my life? Wow, okay, okay. I mean, not like, you know, it's a simple thing to answer, right? I don't know, Jeff Pastorally if anybody has ever said, hey, you know, well, how do I determine God's will for my life? Well, it almost seems impossible. However, now I have at least a simple framework, right? To ask them some leading and probing questions to lead them on a discovery, a self-discovery mission about their very own life. Listen to me. People who want, uh, people want to go down those roads. People want to, to talk and think and and learn about themselves honestly. Uh, they just don't know how to self-lead that process. Hmm. So they are eager to know about themselves. I just think that they need a guide.
0: No, that's really good. Huh. I like how you mentioned knowing your team's shape, kind of getting to know the people you're leading and what they've yes. been created to do. And so, I mean, how does that kind of help you as a leader, just knowing your leadership team's shapes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, th- this is... This is Um, this is where the good stuff really starts um, taking form, right? So years ago, I had a paid staff and I had a volunteer staff and we took eight weeks of our lives. Hear me out. Each week, we had a half day off-site meeting. At that time, I was using a different tool other than shape. It was called Strength Finder. It's called what? Now discover your strengths. And you would take this online test. It popped out for you, your five top strengths. Jeff, have you ever taken this, by the way?
0: Mm-hmm. straight yeah, back in college. Okay,
1: very good. Got it. So most people stop there. They take the thing and then they they like, oh, that's what my teammate is. There's their top five. Shelf, not us. Now, do you remember in kindergarten when it was your turn to be the line leader, Jeff? Do you remember that?
0: Oh, best day of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Isn't it though? So maybe, maybe you were that one, the class star, the bulletin board, man. It was all about you. Your parents could like submit pictures and you got to wear a crown for the day. All eyes were focused on you. Well, Jeff, we sought to replicate that each week at our offsite meetings. Every other team member, we prepared diligently by reading up on our quote star employee for the week, so to speak. Does that make sense to you?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, Again, you you go you take the the strengths finders. Um, yes. Everyone gets their top fives, and then you kind of all rally around one employee. What what did that look like?
1: Okay. Well, first we all came having read the pages in the book about that strength. Mm-hmm. We all came having taken notes as to how we saw those attributes displayed in that one particular employee. So it was like a round robin praise and discovery fest, right? We affirmed what we saw. Uh, we actually literally read the read the pages out loud. Not only did I come having read the five sections of the book about Amy, but then we actually read it out loud, and people would kind of do this round-robin praise thing, right? It was really cool. Uh, the next part was really where it was powerful. We looked at what each person did for our ministry, for the mission and for the team, and we asked then this next question. Is that is what they're doing the best possible fit? given who, were, who they were created to be. Eight weeks later, true story, Jeff, after every employee and key volunteer who had been on this little team with us, we went through this process, we did the craziest thing. Listen to me. We all essentially surrendered every one of our job or ministry responsibilities, and we redistributed all of those job responsibilities based on who someone was, not their title or position. Literally, it was as if we had all taken our job descriptions, cut them up into strips of paper, threw them into the center of the room, and we started from scratch. <laughs> wow
0: that that's uh, that's radical. <laughs> that's it was. A, that's different. That's really really cool. And it actually, you kind of answered my next question here, but I want to put it out there anyway. Can your shape kind of help you determine your direction or can it determine the direction of your team? And I think, I mean, you answered that almost in a, the richest way possible. That's really cool what you were doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that you certainly can. And, and, and that was the entire point, right, of our discussion of this podcast today is we, we need to take time to process our whole self and our life, but not only ours, uh, but but other people's as well, right? We are all a part of this organically rich body. The team that I led was way more productive when they were working in an area of specialty, an area of gifting and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team uh, became way happier. No duh, right? Um, they were... They were now doing things that they were good at, enjoyed, and were experiencing way more spiritual fruit. So this team was deeply connected, by the way, emotionally and relationally. Relationally, Listen, people want to be known, and they want to know others. And we just did that at a super, super extreme and deep level.
0: That is really cool. I'm wondering, did, so you're dividing up these different job descriptions. Was there any like overlap and oh these few people could do this but how do you decide which one gets it at all or yeah how how did that work yeah
1: so well it it was interesting um it, it, it i i'm telling you i'm not this i'm not i got goosebumps right now this i'm not hyperbolizing i'm not exaggerating for the eight people or however many we had seven or eight people who were in that it was literally holy ground the lord was so gave gave us so much favor and it all just, it, it, it was almost like like a series of 80 different light bulb moments that we were all having in community with one another. And I remember somebody saying, Josh, why why aren't you doing those things? And so we totally, we literally, we, we tabled our job descriptions and then we collectively rewrote what Josh should be doing. Hear me out. I was the boss, but my, my peers or the people that I was leading, right? they helped they told me what i ought to be doing it was it was really 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 powerful right and and could more than i guess the question that you specifically asked is there was there things that anybody could have done and it ended up landing on this other person why sure uh, maybe it was a workload thing where it's like hey they already have a lot let's have you do that you both could be equally do it does that make sense jeff
0: mm-hmm. no it does uh, i think i uh really appreciate that type of leadership i know uh the senior pastor that i work for he yes likes to say that he um likes to s- see the giftings in a person h- hire the person and then develop a job description around them and kind of see what they are gifted That's exactly in. Uh, right. very similar to what you're saying yeah. um but it, in terms of the um tool that you used you, you said yeah. you use strength finders for them and not shape what why is that or what would you say to that
1: well, Yeah, here's the deal. I love them both. I think they each serve a slightly different purpose. Now, I honestly don't care which team, or excuse me, which tool you use. There are literally dozens. It's not about the tools, it's about your heart, right? Mm -hmm. It's about do you want to know people? Do you want people to be known? It starts there. The simple exercise of shape, examining spiritual gifts, heart, ability, personality, experiences. Powerful way to to kind of parse out and look at our lives differently. If you want to know, um, and you want to use shape, that's a great starting point. Absolutely do it. If you want to know strength finders as a jumping off point, do that. My point is less about which device. And it has more to do with your heart hunger to get to know people and mm-hmm. for people to get to know each other and for people to get to know their very own selves. Mm-hmm. So it's not about which would be the right tool. It's about jumping in and literally going 40 miles deep into other people's lives. It was literally glorious. I'm like, I'm getting all emotional about it.
0: (laughs) No, that's a a great distinction. Uh, What success have you found uh, and seen in knowing your team's shape?
1: Yeah, so first job retention, no question. We we retained key people for very, very, very long periods of time. Volunteers ended up turning into staff people. Uh, Staff people stayed for... For a decade or more, we even saw them elevate and blossom into things that they weren't expecting and we weren't um, ever thinking possible. Second is job placement, right? Jim Collins is famously um, kind of, he's the one who said, get the right people on the bus and then find them the right seat. So we sought to do that, and we did it very, very, very well. So number one, job retention. retention. Number two, job placement. Third, we had an insane depth of knowledge on the back end of that eight-week exercise. We knew who each other were. Hmm. We knew ourselves. We knew them as friends. It was deeply, deeply emotional and deeply powerful.
0: That's that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. I'm wondering, on the, the flip side, I just asked you know, what successes you've found in knowing each other's shape. Yeah. Would you say, maybe this will help kind of gain a perspective for our listeners, what failures maybe have you seen because of a lack of knowing your team's shape?
1: Yeah, uh, rather painful, but, but, but this is a good story. So there was a guy, his name was Adam um, if i could have you paint a picture of a 6'3", three six65 something like that man's man right he had a flat top uh, he was a high school football player excuse me a, a collegiate middle linebacker he was a collegiate heavyweight wrestler the man was a big dude he was a commanding presence he was as tender as a bear as a as a teddy bear um now hear, hear me out this is my failure was thinking about things in terms of Position, he was a very, very, very committed volunteer, right? And so we had a Wednesday night program called Awana. It was like a Bible memory kind of thing, uh, very cool. So there was a hierarchy to to the roles in the Awana structure, and one of them was called the Awana Commander. And so because Adam was so committed, and because he was my good friend, I just thought that the most important place to place him was at the top of the org chart, right? Mm-hmm. He could be the Iwana commander. So he was very honored and all this. So then we uh, met together and I was explaining to him what this looked like. And and I should have taken note of the kind of odd look on his face or the glossed over look on his face when I said, well, here's what you got to do, man. It's basically MBWA. Jeff, do you know what MBWA stands for? Mm-mm, no management by walking around right <laughs> so I told Adam really at the end of the day you need to be the grand bah who's kind of walking around encouraging seeing where needs can be uh you can step in and help a little bit it's providing vision it's 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 providing kind of like that punch and excitement and Adam is like okay yeah 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 and so then maybe a couple weeks later he goes hey man could 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 you tell me again what I'm supposed to do? I was like, oh, yeah, man, it's simple. Just you know, walk around and encourage people. And, and, and he was like, okay, okay, okay. So in a sense, he was like, okay, just just double down. Just just make it happen. Well, about six weeks later, he asked me again, okay, can you just walk me through? What am I supposed to be doing, actually? Hmm. And I was like, dude, seriously, just do do these things. Well, what I was telling him, Jeff, is I was basically saying, be me. And and then about eight weeks in, this is a true story. Adam was my good friend. He called me on the phone crying. This is a big man's man. I'm telling you, I was with, this is a, a, a totally dorky thing, but I was with him the very first time that he ever ate rice. I was with him the very first time that he had a salad. Why? Because the man <laughs> ate meat and potatoes. That's it. That's the kind of guy that he was, right? But now he was crying to me on the phone. And he said, that's a true story. He said, Josh, I feel like the fat kid in junior high all over again. Every week, I I don't know what I'm doing. And I was deeply humbled. And, and I apologized, and we rectified the situation. We put Adam as the game leader. And seven years later, he was still doing the game leader. I walked up to him one week, and I said, hey, man, how's it going? And his eye filled with tears. His eyes filled with tears, and he said, Josh, I think I missed my calling. I shouldn't have been a CPA. I should have been an elementary PE teacher. Hmm. And so it just was all about knowing who he was and who he wasn't, right? And so I did not I sought to to put him around peg into a square hole and make him into a particular version that was not him. Jeff, does that make any sense to you?
0: Mm-hmm. No, it it doesn't. Just that is a perfect story, a perfect analogy for, for what we're trying to get across in today's podcast. Yes. And I, just as we close things out, I, I want to ask kind of for any closing comments that you have on just why taking the time to find your shape is worth it and, and your teams and, and just what makes this so important.
1: Yeah, so I think everything comes down to relationship. We say it all the time on the Lead Volunteers podcast. We say it all the time, or I said it all the, a bunch in the in the actual, the membership itself. Stand with me in this next thing. We all want to be known. Think of a pastor or a ministry leader like you, right? Yes, you out there in podcast land. If you took an active interest in someone's life and led them on an epic journey to discover who they were in the Lord, they would be so deeply blessed and indebted to you. Listen to me. Those who have chosen me, Josh, out of the crowd and they poured directly into me are forever in my heart. They are like a part of my story, right? Your people, you see, they need somebody who will go with them on this gold mining expedition. There is gold, I tell you, up in them hills. And you know how to get people gold fever. That's what we want. We want people to get gold fever so they can just be so crazy about painting nuggets of gold, right? Well, the same thing. If you methodically invite and you, 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 like choose and handpick a few of your top people to climb that mountain. I promise you, they will be blown away by the view, and they will be blown away by your hunger to involve and invest in them. Does that make sense, Jeff?
0: Mm-hmm. No, that that's really great, and I know too. Uh... 100% of this is inside the Lead Volunteers program. You, you lay out four different plans to help discover people's gifts, abilities, and shape for ministry. And we touched on two today, but Lead Volunteers, it's the full package. It can help you really understand you, yourself as a leader and also your team as well. So I encourage you uh, out of this podcast to go check out leadvolunteers.com. You can put in your email and sign up for three free videos on how to multiply yourself as a leader. Um, But I encourage you too to check out the full program that can help you as a leader kind of just move forward in understanding who you are as a leader, understanding your team so you can build a, a fantastic ministry for years and years to come. So thanks again for listening today to the Lead Volunteers podcast. We'll see you again next week.